Welcome to the Smooth Squirrel Drafty Show. I'm your host, Smooth, and with me is Squirrel. That's right. I'm Squirrel, a.k.a. Doug. He's Smooth, a.k.a. Nathan, and you're tuned into the Drafty Show, where every week we teach you things that we think you need to know. We got the D, the R, the A, the T. Oh, there's an F in there, too. And a Y. And why? Why is always for you. So, let's kick things off with D. D is for Discovery. Okay. And I was watching a bunch of... Uh, Good Mythical Morning videos, not a sponsor. No, I don't know what that is. Yeah, well, you will if you uh, get on YouTubes. Oh, yeah. I'm not so, good with technology. You don't do technology? Not well. I mean, I do. Well, on the YouTubes, that's where you can find them. And they were t- talking about, uh, well, they were comparing Carl's Jr. to, I believe, McDonald's. Okay. And where we live, we don't have a Carl's Jr. We have Hardee's. Well, it's the same restaurant. Yeah. Here's the story behind that. So, are Hardee's and Carl's Jr. the same thing? Yes, but not for long. And I'm going to tell you some differences. Oh. So, basically, from Thrillist.com is where I got this article. And it says, when you think about the obvious, tethered, oft-confusing relationship between Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, you may think about the Brady Bunch. And it's a story of a lovely burger chain that had been selling burgers on the West Coast since the 1940s and met a slightly younger Southern-based burger chain that was, who was busy expanding in the Midwest and the Mid-Atlantic. And the rest is fast food history. Are you ready? I'm, I'm edge of my seat, bud. All right, so in the 1940s, Carl Karcher and his wife Margaret opened a hot dog cart in downtown Los Angeles that would expand to two full-time restaurants in the 50s and more than 100 in the 70s Holy and hell. nearly 1,500 worldwide locations today. It's a classic deep-fried American dream that started focused based on burgers and then rode the fast food wave paved by the Golden Arches and became the West Coast Institution. Huh. Which, I want to try Carl's Jr. because I've seen some differences. Really? I've seen some waffle cut fries. Hardy says waffle cut fries. Are they seasoned like rallies? Yeah. I've not seen those at Hardy's. Oh, I guess they have the... Do they have curly fries there? They don't have curly fries. Hmm. Well, in 1997, uh, CKE, which is Carl's Karcher Enterprises, which the parent company developed and driven by Carl's Jr.'s success, acquired Hardee's, a burger chain leaning heavy into American classics. He was able to parlay his initial restaurant into a rapid expansion over the next several decades, expanding Hardee's reach into the Midwest. Hmm. At one point in the early 90s, Hardee's even acquired Roy Rogers, the chain... Not the dead singer. They seem to put that in quotes. Well, yeah, I mean, which party okay, is weird, fine. man. They might have had him. In hopes to claw their way into the fast food fried chicken market, cornered by Colonel Sanders, and they didn't, and sold it a few years later. Nonetheless, it was clear both brands were looking to become something bigger than themselves and to cover more ground to find a way to put their names and burgers into the minds and stomachs of more Americans, and joining forces made much sense. It was a happy marriage, and un- and like any happy marriage, they let each other breathe rather than totally rebrand everything Hardee's into Carl's Jr. or vice versa. They decided to let each brand exist, at least by name. And both brands have been around for a long time and had, you know, their dedicated customers. Even though both brands managed to keep their names. So what's the difference between Carl's Jr. and Hardee's? Carl's Jr. still exists primarily on the West Coast and the Southwest and has a handful with a handful of locations in the Northeast. Hardee's operates well basically everywhere else, including the Midwest and South, 
and from the outside with a basic red and yellow color scheme that seems to be both, by the way. Yeah. And then they have that star. Mm-hmm. Both brands appear exactly the same apart from the name. So inside their menus have been trending towards some resemblances and middle ground. This is Carl's Jr. menu, and this is the Hardy's menu, which has links in it. And a quick glance will prove only differences. Carl's Jr. served green burritos, and Hardy's serves red. Yep. Oh, and Carl's Jr. serves salads. I didn't know that. Which is a West Coast thing. Yeah, healthy out there. But, I mean, it'd be kind of cool if Hardy's had salads. Because maybe they put some of that, like, chicken on there. So, I... Love Hardy's breakfast. Yeah, same. The Frisco burger. Or the Frisco breakfast sandwich. Yeah, well, Frisco burger, too. Yeah, that is true. All right, since the merger, Carl's Jr. has been marketed and developed as a more in-your-face type of branding, and they seem aimed to advertise their menu and expansion to younger people. At Carl's Jr., you will find jalapeno poppers and fried zucchini. You can order a super spicy El Diablo burger. And in the AM, there's the extensive menu of breakfast burritos and Carl's Jr. isn't afraid to get a little weird as far as their fast food is concerned. Hardee's on the other hand is a little bit more traditional and they've kept their southern accents throughout their menu like hand breaded chicken and biscuits made in house. Their advertising tends to be a little softer and cleaner and aimed at more embracing the Americana. Hmm. I don't know that I agree with that. You don't think so? Do you not remember all the Hardee's commercials of like the like pinup girls eating their burgers messily? That was Carl's Jr. That was Hardee's too, though. Was it? Yeah. Here it would say Hardee's. <clears throat> oh, that is true. And as the difference makes sense, if you remember anything about the Burger Twins branding, you'll probably remember the half decade when they made sometimes not so positive splashes of advertising in the world pairing their food with scandally clad models like sure. Kate Upton and Paris Hilton. There you go. <laughs> Eventually, they backed away from the misogynistic leaning ads, but anyone with a bare sense of marketing basics should realize that this is the type of advertising that might not appeal to all types of customers and specifically turn people off. The importance is Carl's Jr. and Hardee's have very different clientele. I don't know Hardee's now. What being separated means from Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, and this article was written in 2018. Now in 2018, as the two kids move in together in the late 90s, are finally getting out of the house and ready to become themselves again, these brands Maybe more alike than they are different, but their fans are so different. So basically, the gist of it is, is Hardee's and Carl's Jr. owned by the same company, but they're branded differently for different types of people. So, what do you think, Doug? Like, as far as a Hardee's or a Carl's Jr., which one would you prefer, like, uh, your menu base to be off of? Well, okay, so we're Midwestern, so we have Hardee's around here. But I, I did used to spend a lot of time in Arizona, which had Carl's Jr. Okay. And I got to be honest, man, I didn't really tell a difference. You didn't tell a difference. It ta- Like a monster burger tasted like a monster burger, you know? Like and maybe I didn't get too wild with the menu. Like okay. I didn't, maybe I didn't dig deep enough. I will say, though, like they used to do a monster roast beef sandwich that was so good. It was like a half a pound of roast beef. Okay. And peppered bacon and like cheddar cheese. It was like you know, like a beef and cheddar at Arby's, but like really big and better quality roast beef and peppered bacon on it. That sounds really good. Yeah, but it, this was like in the nineties when like food could be disgusting. 
So I'm interested about these breakfast burritos, and I'm just looking. Yeah, I mean, and I see a steak egg, a loaded, a bacon egg and cheese. Like that doesn't seem too wild to me. Right, and like the Hardee's close to us, the closest Hardee's to us is also a Hardee's Red Burrito, and they have all of those as well. Yeah, their tacos aren't bad. No, like as far as fast food tacos go, and just looking through, they're like a monster biscuit. I mean, the Monster Burger was one of the first bacon burgers I love because they put mayo on it. It was so good. I and still get a Monster Burger. They have a breakfast burger though. That's something Hardee's doesn't do. And that sounds delicious. Let's see. Scroll through here a little bit more. Sweet sides. French toast, cinnamon rolls. I don't know anyone that would get a milkshake in the morning, but hey, to each their own, man. Uh, I mean, I work third shift. I have gotten a a 7 a.m. milkshake before. (laughs) Do they have chicken stars at Hardee's? Yeah. Like for kids? Yeah. Well, and adults, because I love me a good chicken nugget. Yeah, man, they got nuggies. Star-shaped nuggies. Remember the old Burger King dinosaur-shaped ones? No, I don't. I know Burger King nuggets now are terrible. Are they? I haven't been to Burger King in years. See, I don't remember us having waffle-cut fries. Definitely not fried zucchini. No, not fried zucchini. Jalapeno poppers. They had cheesecake and all kinds of stuff. Hmm. So, So what you're saying is we need to go to the West Coast and go to Carl's Jr. Or we could just stay here and eat Frisco breakfast sandwiches. Also a good plan. Yeah, I think it's pretty solid. So that's deep for Discovery, in case you guys didn't know anything about Carl's Jr. or anything like that. But to continue off of that... I didn't know that. Because I just realized we ain't done. We ain't done. Oh, no, 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 no. So this is a real small thing, but... The son of Carl's Jr. hamburger founder ordered to pay 10K. Now, here's what happened. The son of the founder of Carl's Jr. Hamburger Chain was ordered Monday to repay 10K as part of a federal insider trading suit against him and 15 other relatives and the company. Carl's Leo Karcher was ordered to give up that amount to avoid his losses by acting outside by selling inside information pretty much to sell debt securities in the uh, CKE. That was in 1984. Oh, that's a lot more money in 1984. Yeah, so now it would probably add a zero. Yeah. I would say. So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool, like, as far as information goes, but, like, don't sell inside information when you're in a situation like that. Yeah, nope. So a little bit of bad history there for, uh, you know, the Carl's Jr. Company. Yeah. But here's some interesting information. The son of Carl's Jr., Junior? The third? Yeah, I would guess so. So, you ever heard of Dave's Hot Chicken? Yeah. They created Dave's Hot Chicken. No way! Yep. Dave's Hot Chicken, a spicy fried chicken chain with South and- or with uh, Los Angeles roots. They opened two locations in Portland, and uh, I think they have one here in Indianapolis, too. Do they? I believe so. There's the one definitely I a lot of hot Portland. chicken places. Okay. But... It says, unlike Nashville's original Prince Hot Chicken and many of its imitators, Dave's Hot Chicken doesn't offer a bone-in chicken. Rather, just boneless chicken tenders served solo or in slider form with seven different spice ranges from No Spice to Reaper. Beyond chicken and combo meals include kale slaw, mac and cheese, crinkle-cut fries, and soft drinks and milkshakes. Seems like a good place. I mean, it seems interesting. I do. I... I love Nashville hot chicken, though. So, okay, here it is. 
Local franchise owner Joe and Alex Karcher are the son and grandson, respectively, of Carl Karcher. So, okay, that would be his other son, I'm assuming, because I didn't see a Carl Leo Karcher on here. So, yeah. So that's uh, maybe he got banished from the family. He's been shunned. Yeah. Hardy's always did feel a little bit Amish. You think so? Yeah, just the biscuits, I think. Are there Amish people in California? I'm sure there are. California's a really big state. Mm. Mm. If you're Amish and you live out in California, you're not not listening to this show. Yeah, I was going to say, they're not listening to us. (laughs) But if you are listening to us and you've seen a California Amish... I want to try Dave's hot chicken, but I don't like hot, like real hot things. Oh, so yeah. like I would just like do like baseline spicy. Just we should do like a hot one style challenge where we start at zero. Go I'll die. Seven. You I'm can convinced. tap out. I mean, I will tap out pretty quick, and you'll just be going and going, and then reaper. Yeah, and... I like hot stuff though. So after launching in 2017, Dave's Hot Chicken has sold the rights to almost 300 franchise locations in the U.S. and Canada and will open as many as 40 locations this year. That's pretty cool. So I think it's kind of good. Like, I mean, it changes things up. And as far as fast food goes, like we're used to just burgers. Yeah. Or Kentucky fried stuff. Not even that, really. Most of those are closing. Or Americanized Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... KFC should just, uh, you know, clean up their act. Yeah. Also, Logged On Silver's is, like, was a unique place because it was, like, fast food fish. So. And that's pretty much gone as well. Yeah. I, yeah, but they partnered up with A&W. That was a long time ago. Which is an interesting choice. And I always, I loved it because it's like, what if I want cheese curds with my really shitty fried shrimp? That's true. Or, or what if remember I Remember when they had the lobster bites? Dude. Uh, that was the good. only good thing there. I agree. So I just thought it was interesting because you go down a rabbit hole of looking something up and then that's how far it expands. Yep. So originally I looked up just the Carl's Jr. Jr. And then I led to the difference between Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, which led me to the Carl's Jr. and Jr. Jr. I don't know how family works. Well... I'm gonna, I'll explain to you when you're older. Yeah, are you gonna do the mommy and daddy thing? Yeah, that's nah, okay. I'm gonna leave with a bird and a bee getting a fight. A bird and a bee? Isn't that the thing? The birds and the bees? Something like that. Yeah, like the bee takes a stinger and inserts it in the egg of the bird. Oh, okay. Because the stinger can penetrate the shell, but it won't break the shell, and then that fertilizes it. Does the stinger break off? Yeah, yeah. The bee does. The bee dies. Oh, no. And then the bird eats the bee. Okay. But then feeds it to the baby bee bird Mm -hmm. after it hatches. And then says a lot of bad things about the bee. Usually. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my pollen? All right. So, R. R is for review. And we're not going to review any more birds and bees stuff, but we're going to review some of these snacks that I found on Amazon, not a sponsor. Also, to be clear, Carl's Jr. and Hardy's not sponsors. But, but they could be if they wanted. They can be if they want to. We're offering you a chance to sponsor an episode. Actually, I, I'm i probably going to go sponsor Hardy's later because we've been talking about it. I'm like, damn. <laughs> oh, my God. I could go for a monster burger. They're so good. Yeah. If they even still have them. Uh, they, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think Hardee's gets rid of stuff 
We need to talk about fast food stuff that we loved as kids that doesn't exist anymore, but I think we need Racks. But let's wait on that. Okay. All right, so as a review, I bought some of these uh, low-carb snacks to try out. Yeah, we talked a little bit about this last week. We did, but I didn't have the stuff yet, but now I got the stuff. You got all kinds of stuff here. Yeah, so I have two different types of... Well, no, three different types of chips, I guess, in a sense, and then one of these little bar things. Yeah. And uh, it's primarily focused around cheese on two of them, and the other one's made with almond flour, and then one of them's made with egg white crisp. Okay. So, I don't know if anyone's ever had any Quest chips, or if you have ever had Quest chips. Quest not. chips are really good because they're made out of, like, proteins. Okay. And they're, like, crispy, like a, like a cantina chip. And these are a little bit thicker. Okay. Because they're made with almond flour. So, basically, we're just going to try them out and see what we think. So, which one do you want to go with first? Oh, I mean, dealer's choice, my guy. Dealer's choice. All right, let's start off with these. Uh, these are High Low Life, not a sponsor. And it's a ranch-flavored almond flour tortilla-style chip. So like a Dorito. Yeah. So essentially, it's a Dorito. So here you go. You ready? Yeah, here we go. All right. As far as initial flavor goes, not a lot of ranch, you think? Yeah. As far as the chip goes, it's not bad. I'm going to disagree with you there. Okay, go ahead. Mine, like, melted. Yeah, they disintegrate. They're not like corn chips. Yeah. Like, which is just a weird event to occur when you're eating a chip. Yeah? Like, you don't expect a chip to turn into sand. Yeah, I guess not. But these have three net carbs in them and nine grams of protein in a serving, which is just a small bag of Dorito size. Yeah, it's like a fun size bag. Also not a sponsor. Mm. No, they're not. Um... I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good little snack. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'll give it like a 5. A 5? Yeah, middle of the road. I was going to go with the 6. That's fine. Man. You we do, can do a you... 10 out of 10 radio. That's fine. I mean, none of these are going to be 10 out of 10. I don't feel... I just like the flavor wasn't there. It was, there wasn't enough flavor. And then like the weird into the chip. Okay. Let's try these. All right. These are huevos. Egg white crisp, and this is a dill pickle flavor, right. and it's got four net carbs in it, and I've not tried any of these yet, you and know, I like me some dill pickle. You know who was always there for you? All right. Wayne and dill pickle. Okay, opposite problem. Huh? Opposite flavor problem. <laughs> yeah, those things are loaded. <clears throat> that is super dill pickly. I love that. Um, The consistency, kind of the same. These... I don't know. They crumble a lot faster. Ooh. Okay. That packed a punch. Yeah. Egg whites and milk pro milk protein isolates are the top two things. All right. So that that's good. I like that was them. good. But that was definitely packed with flavor. Oh yeah. You, and it, you you smell it. You know no, to get that initial smell. No. Well, I okay. I smell it to get that initial smell. I didn't smell that much of a flavor punch. I did not expect that. Especially after the last one, I was like, okay, it's going to be kind of bland. Man. I liked those. I'm going to give these an eight. Like, that's how much I like the flavor. I, I can deal with the consistency. I'm going to give it an eight as well. I'm going to give okay. that an eight as well. That right. is that is a... Huevos? Huevos. What's it? It's huevos. 
My bad. Here you go. I'm just, no, I'm just trying to read the. So, yeah, these are good. I would I would eat these. I would probably wouldn't eat the Hilo stuff. Now, did you want a whole one or did you want to break one just in half? Break a piece and take it off a piece of that. All right. What is this one? This is just the cheese. It's a crunchy, uh, toasted cheese snack, okay. which is also a low carb thing, and it is jalapeno cheese flavor. Now it looks granulated, you know, like a granola bar. It does. It does have the feel of a granola bar. But so, hold on, let me see the. Let me go ahead. See ingredients wise. I guess I need to flip it. Yeah, there's not a lot in this. It's like jalapeno peppers and cheese and then like some additives for... Uh... Oh, you like it? Let me see. I do like it. Um, It tastes like string cheese, but it has the texture of dry Rice Krispies. Yeah, it does, but I'm not getting a lot of... I get no jalapeno. Jalapeno, yeah. But I get a little aftertaste of jalapeno. Now that you're saying it, I feel it. Not but initially. Not like it's not very like... forward. No. I I would eat these. I these are a these solid too. snack. Yeah. And they it it's also hearty. Like Yeah. Yeah. I also like the Wisp, which No, not the same brand. Okay. And uh these these are very like that, but it's just a granola bar, I think, substitute. The, what brand is this? Just the cheese. Just the cheese. I like it. I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. I'll give it a nine, too, because I feel like it's good. I mean, I don't think anything is going to get a 10 out of 10. No, but that, like, I can see, especially, you know, when you're doing this, you're wanting to cut down on the amount that you eat, Not also with, you know, cutting the carbs and stuff. Well, and I can see that being like a hearty snack. I think personally for me, it's just something crunchy. You know, like something to change it up. Yeah. Something to feel like you're doing, like, bad. And it, it, it tastes like, it does taste like string cheese. Yeah, it definitely does. And then the other flavors was, like, what, cheddar and then a grilled cheese. Okay. I liked it. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. What's, All right. What's the last thing? Uh, these are oven-baked Parmesan crisp, and I'm assuming Parmesan crisp is the name of the company. And this is an everything bagel. Okay. Well, it just says everything. It doesn't say bagel. But, I mean, I think it's safe to assume. I really like those. I do, too. Um, I don't know that I would want them on their own, though. Really? When I'm looking, and it says here, enjoy with salad, soup, sandwiches. Like, I would love this on a soup. Yeah. Like, instead, or like, a, instead of a crouton in a salad. Like, I would do that in a heartbeat. And you're also looking at, nice. like... Like, one serving of these is 19, and these are not, like, small. So, you, no. like, you can eat a lot of them in a serving. Well, well, how many servings are in a bag? Two? Yeah, so, I mean, you could eat the whole bag, and it's only two carbs. Yeah. And there's no added sugar. I mean, yeah, you could just splurge and eat the shit out of this. I like it. I like those, too. Yep. I think I'm going to put the cheese granola bar ahead of it okay but this ahead of the egg white chips so, so we'll go eight and a half all right so basically we got the just cheese granola bar 
Parmesan crisp, then the egg white crisp, and then well, the almond what flour are you rating tortilla the tortilla chips. I'm, I'm, it's, it's the same to me. It's a nine out okay, of... Okay, so you got nines here, and then eights. Yeah. Yeah, I think two nines, an eight, and then what would we say? I said well, a six. I said five. You said five, but I think that's fair. Like, I don't think I would ever eat those high lows again. Yeah, they're not super flavorful. And I'll tell you right now, and I'll get a bag, the Quest chips, way better. Okay. But, like, the huevos... Like, super flavorful, and I don't know if that's just because of the dill pickle, because there's other flavors as well, right? Yeah, there was, like, honey mustard, barbecue, cheese, and sour cream and onion. Yeah. I don't think I'd want a sour cream and onion one of those. No? No. They had the sour cream and onion in these Parmesan crisps, though. But, um, the Parm crisps, like, I can see doing that. But, like, this this granola bar is, like, a, a great snack. It's a perfect snack. Now, I will say this. I went to Sam's Club, and I don't remember who made it, but they had an everything bagel Parmesan crisp. And it was a little bit better than these. Okay. But I don't remember the maker of it, but it was in a huge bag. Okay. I ate those for like a while. Like I'm, just snacked on a little bit I'm here and there. I'm probably going to buy a bag of those. Yeah. I think they're solid salads, soups. And yeah. that's another thing is like, I really have always wanted to try French onion soup. Never had it before. And you have that big crouton in there and then the melted Gruyere. Which I love Gruyere cheese. I don't I know why people shit on it, but, but yeah, I think you could get away with making that and then throwing some of these crisp on there instead of the crouton. Yeah, I'm gonna make you French onion soup, bud. I mean, I'm down. I'm, I'm down because I've always wanted it, and I almost went to Applebee's to get some, but I was like, my f- first time having it, it's either going to be homemade or it's going to be somewhere really nice. Yeah, I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you French onion soup, bud. So. That was that was our, my review. Our review. I, yeah, good, good. I liked it, well, guys. What do you think? Uh, call score line seven six five two four two five nine seven eight, or email us at draftyq at gmail dot com. Let us know what you think, or if you guys want us to try something else. Nathan's going back for seconds. Those bars are good. They are so good. You can have the other half of that for later. I might. I may take you up on that offer. That's okay. All right. Um, yeah. So go ahead. So, A, this week, I got a request from Mike G, and he was like, hey, man, I like your lists. You should do, you should do a list. So, A is for, ah! Ah! We're going to talk about phobias that start with A. Okay, I'm down. So, we're just going to, like, I got a a list here. I'm going to give you the thing. You're going to guess what it is. Okay, cool. Ready? This isn't the game, though. No, this is not the game. This is a list. All right. See if you can, uh, see if you know these at home. A blutophobia. Afraid of blue. Nope. Uh, it's something my uh, boy daughter has right now. I don't know what your boy daughter has. It's fear of bathing. <laughs> I think that's any teenager, but yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, a chulophobia. Oh, you don't like high chews. <laughs> I love high chews. I don't have this phobia. <laughs> so man. someone's afraid of high chews, right? And somebody's afraid of the dark. Oh, okay. Acrophobia. Acrophobia. Uh, they never go to towns called arachnin. No, no, that's arachnophobia. We're, we're talking acrophobia. Oh, they don't like Akron. Yeah, the, the people are afraid of Ohio. That's right. Okay, so fear of heights. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I might have that. <laughs> I don't know. Aerophobia. Air, afraid of airplanes. Uh, actually, it's the fear of playing something in the middle lane on turn five, and then it getting moved. <laughs> That's a snap joke for the three of you that play that game. Uh, yep. Aerophobia, yes. Fear of flying. Okay. Algophobia. Algophobia. You don't, you don't like alcohol. 
No, not alcophobia. Algo. Oh, you don't like alligators. Fear of pain, so I don't think you would like alligators. All right. I'm enjoying this, guessing what's wrong, because I really don't know the answer. Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. We went over this just a little bit ago, and I... Uh, uh, agoraphobia. I shouldn't... You don't like scary movies, like gory ones. No. Go ahead. Uh, this is uh, the fear of losing the tw- 2000 election to an idiot. It's algoraphobia. Sorry, that's a bad joke. Wait. <laughs> Is that the fear of leaving your house? Uh, yeah, fear of open spaces or crowds. Okay. Eichmophobia. You don't like Ike Turner? Nobody likes Ike Turner. Fair enough. Uh, it's, actually, it's also called tenophilia. Oh. Uh, fear of needles and pointed objects. Okay. A maxophobia. You don't like maximum overdrive. Great movie. Actually, pretty close. Fear of riding in cars. Okay. Okay. Which maximum overdrive... Cars come to life. Hey, there are some people that I don't want to ride with. Yeah, my sister. Androphobia. You don't like androids. Close, you don't like dudes. You don't like men. Okay. I don't know how this could be a thing. Anemophobia. Anemophobia? Mm-hmm. Oh, that means you don't like that mouse movie, The Secret of Nim. It's afraid of air. Oh. How, do you, how are you afraid of air? Fish have that. Ha! <laughs> ha! That's a good one. I like that. Anginophobia. Go ahead. Anginophobia. Nope. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> the fear of choking. <laughs> Which is what you just did there. Yep. Angrophobia. I mean, I guess you could choke. Yeah? You want to go back? Nope. <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> Anginophobia. <laughs> no. Back to the next. Pass. <laughs> Uh, angrophobia. Yeah, fear of being angry. Yes. That's yeah, correct. Yeah. If you're an angry person, you might have this, because well, then you're just mad at yourself. Oh, that would be so weird. That'd be a vicious cycle. I've had to deal with it. Uh, anthropophobia? You know, like anthropics. Kind of. You fear flowers. Okay. Uh, anthrop... Anthropophobia. You don't like to puff, puff, pass? You don't like people. Oh. I know some people like that. Affinophosmobia. Whoa. Affinophos... The fear of saying this word. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Aphinophosmobia. I don't know what that is either. Fear of being touched. Oh, okay. Uh, arachnophobia. Spiders. Arithmophobia. Rhythm. Arithmophobia? Yeah, they don't like rhythm. Numbers. According to Shane, Russell has a fear of rhythm. Well, he's white. Uh, astrophobia. You don't like space. You don't like thunder. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. Yes, space. Astrophobia. You don't like thunder? Yes. Ataxophobia. You don't like taxes. Kinda. You don't like stuff that's taxing. You don't like disorder and untidiness. Oh, okay. A telephobia. You like phones. Fear of imperfection. Oh, okay. Which is why I pronounced that word perfectly. Nice. Uh, okay. Well, here's the opposite of that. A tickophobia. You don't care if things are perfect. Well, fear of failure. Oh, 
Automonophobia. Fear of onomatopoeia. Fear of human-like figures. Automatonomonophia. That's yeah. what it is. That's the one that you don't like androids. Yes. Yes. Really? Fe- human-like figures. Okay. And finally, autophobia. Don't like cars. Don't like being alone. I have the opposite of that. I have autophilia. I'd prefer to never see anyone ever again. I don't know. I feel like I have that a little bit. Do you? Yeah. Do you want to hang out later? You don't want to. No, well, I do it for you because we're best friends. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yes. All right. So that is, uh, that's A. Okay. For, ah! Real Monsters. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Oh, God. Wouldn't it be great if All Real Monsters was a sponsor? Yes. We should talk to Barry about that. I don't know the names of any of them anymore. I think one they of them was names? Ick. Yeah. I remember one had, like, eyeballs on his hands. Yeah, he had to hold his eyeballs all the time. And yeah. had hairy armpits. Yes. And then one looked like an umbrella cane. Oh, I saw it was upside down candy cane, but yeah. Yeah, and then uh, one was, I'm pretty sure it was Ick, and he was just a little red monster. Mm-hmm. That was a good show. It was. I missed that when I was a kid. We were going to do a nostalgic episode. We're going to talk about the foods that we liked and the cartoons we liked when we were kids. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Talk yeah. about how much you don't like the show Doug. I hate that fucking show. And we will get more into that at some point in time. All right. Are you ready for F? Yes. F has a musical quality. Ooh. Are you familiar with this song? Oh, yeah. This song being Gangster's Paradise. You are correct. Now, are you familiar with this song? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a little bit different, but that's Amish Paradise. That is correct. Yeah. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my... One more. Okay. No, I don't know this one. No guesses yet? No, not ringing any bells. Been spending most their lives living in a Is that a bath time paradise? Pastime paradise by Stevie Wonder. Oh. Which brings me to my F, which is fucking flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted. Do you remember being a child? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess I should have Most of it. it. Yeah, most of it. Okay. When I was a teenager... Weird Onion Hibbit came out with a song called Amish Paradise, which is a cover of Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise. It's a parody song. Yeah. Right? Coolio lost his goddamn mind. He didn't want to be associated with Weird Al. Right. Because he was a hardcore gangster, and he wrote original stuff, and everything he did, because he did it from the heart, and Weird Al Yankovic is just a joke. Yeah. Except. He's not that hard of a gangster. In 1995, he was. We need to talk about that, like, comparatively to, like, you know, like, Easy e and... Well, I, know, okay, like, look at Ice Cube. He's Ice doing Cube. movies about driving his daughter to college. But back in the day... Right, but back in the day, Coolio was as well. I guess I don't know how hard of a rapper We're gonna Coolio do that, was. too. That'll be part of the nostalgia episode. Which, didn't Coolio pass away? He did die this year, yes. Uh, Last year. That's terrible. Like, I mean, it is. sucks. It is. Okay, so... 
I never learned this, but thanks to 1001 Albums, it's a thing I do every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day, they give me what album to listen to of the 1001 Albums to listen to till you, before you die. And they gave me this Stevie Wonder album. Not a sponsor. Which had so many songs that had been covered and sampled by other people, where it was like listening to like a movie soundtrack almost because it was like holy crap this movie was in, this song was sampled in um uh wild wild west this song was sampled in uh dangerous minds this song you know like and pastime paradise is on there and i'm like what the fuck i have never heard this song before so coolio got mad at weird al for parroting his thing because he's a real artist and a gangster and a thug and real but the song that Weird Al parodied, he had also parodied from Stevie Wonder. So are you original and a real artist if you're doing the same thing that you're making fun of this guy about? Sounds like you're being a hypocrite. It does sound like you're being a hypocrite. Now, I did a lot of research this week because I was like, what the fuck is this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how have I never learned this? Mm-hmm. Like, how is this not talked about? Like, the Coolio Weird Al beef was talked about forever. So I got, I have some Newsweek stuff Go that ahead. I'm going to read. So, basically, the tension started when he wanted to, Weird Al wanted to do Amish Paradise in 1996. Coolio was like, nope, but given parody laws, he can't stop it. You can't stop a parody. Like, that's the cool thing about it. That's why we get to do this show. You know, like, because we do parody. Thank you, parody laws. Yeah. So, Coolio has beef. 1997, he writes a song about Weird Al Yankovic called Throwdown 2000, where he's going to beat his ass. Coolio wrote a diss track about Weird Al Yankovic in 1997 called Throwdown 2000. That is a sentence that I never thought would exist. (laughs) Me neither. And then, okay, so here's what doesn't get talked about, and that's what I really want to talk about here. Okay. Is in the 2000s, like 2006, Coolio and Rena Yankovic squashed their beef. I never heard that. It is 2020 something. 2023. Sure. Maybe, unless they're listening in the future. It's really Uh, a long, long time ago. Yeah. Maybe God. Nope. When there were nights. And they got into fights. Close. Yeah. I don't remember how it goes. Uh, all right. So they got so close that Weird Al Yankovic even invited him to be in his movie Al's Brain. But Coolio declined. Oh, that's sad. Prior to his passing, Coolio noted that he did like the song. He ended up really loving Amish Paradise. It's a good song as far as a parody. And goes. then I got some quotes from him. The music video was actually like. Okay, Dangerous Minds music video from Gangster's Paradise is yep. great. Yep. The Amish Paradise was ten times better because it's a parody, and but it was a, funny. He's a, he's a genius. Yeah. So Coolio says, quote, let me say this. I apologized to Weird Al a long time ago when I was wrong. Uh, he told Vice Magazine in 2014. Y'all remember that everybody out there who reads this shit, real men and real people should be able to admit when they're wrong, and I was wrong, bro. Come on, who the fuck am I, bro? He did parodies of Michael Jackson. He did parodies of all kinds of people. And I took offense to it because I was being 
cocky and shit and being stupid, and I was wrong, and I should have embraced that shit and went with it. Yes. I listened to it a couple of years after that, and it's actually really funny shit. It's one of those things where I made the wrong call and nobody stopped me. That's the one thing I'm still upset about, my management at the time. Somebody should have stopped me from making that statement because it was dumb, and I think it hurt me a little bit. It makes me seem stupid. So, that's pretty awesome of Coolio. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Uh, I think it's good when you can admit, like, hey, I was wrong. Now, who, like, why, do, why is that, like, I guess there's a problem with society that I really want to get to when I'm flabbergasted about. I like, one, I'm flabbergasted that Coolio did a, a sample parody song and then got upset because somebody parodied his parody. And then I'm even more flabbergasted by the fact that the, all they talk about is the beef between Coolio and Weird Al to the point when when Coolio died last year and Weird Al tweeted like a heartfelt thing about Coolio. And everybody was like, what are you talking about? You guys hated each other. Like, no, they didn't. Like, they got along. They were friends. It is sad that people didn't know about that. Well, like, everybody loves to hear about the confrontation in all things. I'm not just talking about Coolio and Weird Al at this point. Everybody loves to talk about the confrontation in all things, but they don't ever talk about, like, resolutions or retractions. Like, accusations get listens, views, clicks, whatever. Like... Resolutions don't, and that pisses me off. Yeah, it is sad that people only want to talk about the negative. But, I mean, that's what makes headlines, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, so, I mean, okay. You ever watch the nightly news? Not even... Not even I'm... No, nobody does, because there's nothing good on there. It's it, all negative. Yeah, and it's all, like... There's a 24-hour news cycle, and there's also 97 news stations... And they all have to come up with stuff that's a little different, and it's literally just normal television now. Like it, they take a they take a factual thing, and then every single news faction will spin it in whatever way that they think their viewers want to hear it. Yep, nothing is just like there's no Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather anymore that is just telling you what the fuck happened. And uh, have a good day. Yeah, like I they don't want us to have a good day. They want us to be scared. Yeah. They, they want us to think that Coolio and Weird Al hated each other. But they didn't. But I thought for 30 fucking years almost, like, I took that as gospel. And I was wrong. And that was stupid of me. And I wish my management team would have told me that at the time. It's okay. Because it made me look dumb. And it made me feel stupid. Yeah. That happens, man. Side note. Yeah. Do you know which artist forbade Weird Al from ever parroting any of his songs and then had his people at the Grammys tell Weird Al not to look at him in the eyes? How long ago was this? Late 80s. Is this person alive? They were at the time. Prince. Yes. I've, honestly, that's a Prince move. Yep. Weird Al's people responded with, also, don't let him look Weird Al in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it. He couldn't. Oh. Weird Al's not that tall. He looks tall. It's the hair. Well, I think anyone looks tall compared to Prince, and I'm not digging on Prince. I'm digging Prince. On, well, I mean, Prince is awesome. Yeah. Like Raspberry Beret. It's one of my favorite songs. A little Red Corvette. Oh, God. 
Like all of his songs are super good. Mm-hmm. I wish he'd have been more cool with it. But he Prince was one of those guys that's like he was all about his music. Yes. Like his he was making magic. And he and he was, but like as far as it goes, like it's untouchable. And I think in his eyes it was just totally untouchable. I love Prince. Yeah, me too. Like Purple Rain is one of the best albums of all time. One of the worst movies too though. Yeah, it's it's up there with Moonwalker. Cool as ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, as Ernest is the bad guy. How could he ever be? I don't know, man. Jim Vardy is the villain in Cool as Ice. Yeah. You he saved Halloween and Christmas. And camp and jail. Wait. Ernest is a hero. He's like Forrest Gump, but without like Ernest P. Whirl. He never he never got his just desserts. Yeah, I know what you mean, Smooth. Yeah, he didn't get any cheesecake. He's lactose intolerant. Oh. He was? I don't know. John Cena's starting to look a lot like Jim Vardy, and I can't wait for that. Do <laughs> you think he's going to do like... He's got comedic chops, man. He does. Peacemaker was great. Cock blockers or blockers or whatever. I think he got a little taste of it in one of those... Uh... What was that movie with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? Daddy's home. Yeah, and then at the end, John Cena shows up. Yeah, he's good. Like he he is. He he has comedic timing, and I did not expect that. I didn't expect it from Batista either. But like that dude is hilarious. Movie pitch. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Channing Tatum. No. John Cena. Okay. All three brothers. Twenty Four Jump Street. Yeah, and they just like. Make jokes the entire time. Yeah, they gotta. So like, because they all have like the same head. Mark Wahlberg is in jail. Okay, right. And John Cena. They're all brothers. Mm-hmm. Like you said, John Cena is an FBI agent. Okay. And his brothers, like, they think that his brother killed somebody, but he's really like an undercover agent to infiltrate this like gang. Okay. Channing Tatum is like the stupid brother who gets a job as a prison guard. Yeah. And then it's about like keeping Mark Wahlberg safe. Yeah, no, that's that's a solid movie. Yeah, man, people would watch it. I watch it. I'm watching it right now. There was a movie where John Cena played a dad, and he had a teenage daughter. Blockers. And then he had to do the butt chug. Yep, that shit was fun. He's great in that movie. But, and I'm gonna chug. give Channing Tatum this because I like Channing Tatum. That's weird. He's good in movies. Is he? I mean, I, I didn't watch the. I didn't watch Magic Mike. I didn't watch Magic Mike either. But I had Joe Manganiello, and that's another dude we should talk about. Yeah. Loves D&D. But before we go there, the little bit that he was in in This Is The End, (laughs) where he plays like a gimp. Yeah, but I don't think that's... Sex slave type thing. I don't think that's Channing Tatum's, like... That shit was funny. But I think that was just, like, funny, and then Channing Tatum was there. Channing Tatum in the 21 Jump Street movies was good. Channing Tatum in the 21 Jump Street movies was good. There's another movie I liked him in. I can't 22 remember. 22 Jump Street. You know who else I like? Jack Russell. That you didn't think would have good comedic chops? Zach Efron. Yeah, no, he's great. Fucking hilarious. Uh, that Day Shift movie? Day Shift was really good. But that's not Zach Efron. Oh, that's not. That's uh, the Dave other one. Franco. They're the same person. No. Yeah, they are. One's related to James Franco, who's a which piece one? of shit. But which one? Dave. Oh, okay. Franco. Oh, shit. I never made the connection. I don't know how. No. Uh, Zach Efron in the... 
sorority movies? No, yeah, neighbors. Neighbors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what, who is that? Rachel Byrne and Seth Rogen. Yep. Yeah. Good job. I mean, I know stuff about. Well, I kind of put you on the spot there. Uh, ba- the Baywatch remake with The Rock. <laughs> oh God, that movie was Zach fucking Efron terrible. Was he was really good. It was more like Son of the Beach than Baywatch. Yeah. So I mean, like, just in general, like Zach Efron, Channing Tatum, they're the like um, actors that women are just like, oh yeah. That guy. So we should just make a movie of hot dudes being funny? Yes. We call it Cannonball Run 3? Or we just reboot Cannonball. <sighs> no, because I want the Burt Riddles to have happened. The Burt Riddles and Dom DeLuise are dead, so... They, they can't, can't be a... in it, yeah. Yeah. So Cannonball Run 3. Channing Tatum is the son of Dom DeLuise. Okay. Can Bill Murray be in this for just like a little bit of yeah, he like... he can play... Balance. He can play the Charles Nelson Riley role in Cannibal Run 2. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, and then we get, like, Aquafina to play the Jackie Chan role. Russell, make this happen. Yeah, Jack Russell, make this happen. Archer, make this happen. Archer? Yeah, I really like that cartoon. Like H. John Benjamin? Yeah. He does not look like he sounds. No. No. <laughs> He looks he more looks like, like Bob from Bob's Burgers. I was, no, I think he looks like a skinny Paul Giamatti. Okay, I'll go with that. That yeah. sounds about right. His head looks like a bean. We're way off topic. Nah, man, we're flabbergasted. Yeah, this I'm is fla- still flabbergasted. This is stuff we're flabbergasted about. All right, so. All right, we'll back out of F. Basically, no, we're going to stay in for just a second. All right, I'm here. Coolio made a wrong judgment call back in the day. And made up for it later, and people didn't get to know that. Living up to his name, he was Coolio. Absolutely. Also, Weird Al is 63 years old. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic never drank alcohol or smoked a cigarette or done any drugs. That's how talented he is. Super talented. Didn't need performance and answers. Isn't there a movie on Roku? The Weird Al thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great, too. It's a biopic, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But in true real fashion, it's a parody of biopics. I did not know that. And, yes. and, and Daniel Radcliffe plays yes, him. Yes, Harry Potter is Weird Al. And I Weird really Al is Dr. It. Demento. I love it. It's so good. Oh, I want to watch it it's so, so good. It's so good. It's so good. We should do a movie review on it. We're not allowed to. Fuck them. Drafty Joe does... Weird Al. We can watch a movie and talk about it. It's we a can. movie they're never going to watch. You know, because they don't watch good stuff. I mean, they watch good stuff. They just don't watch comedies. Right. Which, right now, they're doing uh, Nicolas Cage movies. Yeah. Um, they did that vampire movie, which I watched with Russell. It was bad. Horrible. Yeah, man. But then we watched Snake Eyes the next week, and Snake Eyes is excellent. I forgot how good that movie was. Nicolas Cage is either like fantastic or horseshit. <laughs> like, there's no middle ground with Nicolas Cage. I'm hoping they do the Willy's Wonderland. I do not think they are. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know either. I think they're doing um, Wicker Man. Oh, okay. I might watch that tomorrow with them. So, okay. That's F. Okay. We're finally finished with Flabbergasted. All right. So now we're at T. We're at T. And today is this week's game. Last year was the season premiere. Yes, season, it was. Season 13. Last year? Season, last episode. Oh, I don't know, dude. I, time is relative. I don't know when your year starts, man. I'm not going to judge people. January. 
Usually the first. That's not true. Oh, Listen sometimes it doesn't. Not only you know the light flickers in here. Don't don't act surprised. It it freaks me out every single time. Like, am I dying? Am I about to turn here and see the ghost of Christmas future? Speaking of which, keep going. Okay, so this week oh. I made a game for tea. Tea is for toasts. You know, toast in the new year, toast in the season premiere. Yeah, Thought toast. We would talk about toasts. Not dun, 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 dun. not the not the fired bread. We were talking about, you know, I love that song. So, not a sponsor. Here's the game. We got we got four rounds. All right, I'm ready. I'm gonna give you a sample question here just so you get it. Okay. All right. Who said "God bless us, everyone" in the Charles Dickens Christmas Carol? Tiny Tim. That is correct. This is how the game's gonna work. Half right? a point. Maybe two points for that. Ooh. All right. So round one. Is called Who Said It? Okay. I'm going to give you a toast. I'm going to give you three choices. You're going to tell me which of these three people made that toast. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Too much of anything is bad, but too much good whiskey is barley enough. <laughs> Who said it? Mark Twain, Ernest Hemingway, or Kevin Spacey? Ernest Hemingway. No, Mark Twain. Oh. Are you ready? Yes. Question number two. I drink to your charm, your beauty, and your brains, which gives you a rough idea of how hard I am up for a drink. <laughs> Who said it? Mel Brooks, Winston Churchill, or Groucho Marx? Groucho Marx? Groucho Marx! All right. You are correct, sir. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. Who said it? C.S. Lewis, H.P. Lovecraft, or R.L. Stein? I want to say R.L. Stein, but I think it's C.S. Lewis. It is C.S. Lewis. I'm glad you didn't say R.L. Stein. I've yeah. never heard anything from R.L. Stein. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's an actual person. Yeah. And then the second way, H.P. Lovecraft ain't saying shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah. C.S. Lewis, you're right, buddy. That's two points. All right. You got two, two of these. Yeah. Call no man unhappy until he's married. Who said it? Socrates, Al Bundy, or Ricky Ricardo? I don't want to say Socrates because I don't think it's Socrates. Socrates, Al Bundy, Rick or Ricardo. It's Al Bundy. It's not. It is Socrates. No shit. Yeah. Well, that was pretty cool, right? Huh. I'm I'm glad I'm wrong. All right. So that was that round one. You okay. got half of them right. Okay. Which is pretty good for a dog game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also got the sample thing right. You did. But that was pretty easy. You gave me two points. So next up is literally round two. Okay. I'm going to give you a quote. You're going to tell me which author or book this is from. Oh, because I know so many authors and books. Which author, including this toast in his famous trilogy? Ho, 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 to the battle I go, to heal my heart and drown my woe. Rain may fall and wind may blow, and many miles be still to go. But under a tall tree will I lie, and let the clouds go sailing by. Shakespeare. Which initialed author <laughs> included this toast in his famous trilogy? <laughs> I fucked that all up. Yep, but uh, I'm going to repeat the question. <laughs> okay. 
I which still don't know the answer. Initialed author included this toast in his famous trilogy. I don't know. J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh. I don't like those books. Yeah, but I just figured it was pretty easy to tell who that was with the initials and the trilogy. I know, I know, because the whole time I'm thinking, what's their initials? <laughs> I suck at Doug games. Which Shakespearean play has the toast? I drink to the general joy of the whole table. Hamlet? No, Macbeth. Oh. Been a pretty crucial scene. I only remember half of that stuff. Mel Gibson did a good version of it. Of Macbeth? Mm Mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out. Who put this toast in his 1755 edition of Poor Richard's Almanac? Be always at war with your vices, at peace with your neighbors, and let each new year find you a better man. What year? 1755 edition of the Poor Richard's Almanac. I don't even know what the Poor Richard's Almanac is. The yearly book made by a famous founding father. All right, which famous founding father? That's what I want to know. I mean, uh, I'd give you 100 points if you got this right. Ben Franklin. That's right. I just assumed. Because of the 100 thing? Yeah. All right. Thanks. Which Neil Gaiman story has this famous toast? To absent friends, lost loves, old gods, and the season of the mists, and may each and every one of us always give the devil his due. Season of the mist. That's right. Did I enunciate that hard enough? Thank you. All right, that was good, man. You got you got two. Okay, you got two half again and a hundred points. Yeah, so you're at like four million points. Okay, I don't think I need to keep playing, but I'm gonna keep going. Round three is decadence. Guess the year to the decade that these toasts were said. So you get like a ten year window here. Okay, decadence, decadence. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here's to, here's to today. For tomorrow, we may be radioactive. Ah. The 50s. Yep. Because I'm just assuming because of the radioactive thing. Oscar Wilde said this. After a good dinner, one can forgive anybody, even one's own relations. I don't know when Oscar Wilde lived. So, huh? He lived from 1854 to 1900. So I'm going to say 1850s. No. You said 1854. was when he was born. So he wrote a book. No, the 1880s. Ah. All right. President Andrew Jackson said this on on a Thomas Jefferson birthday celebration. Our federal union, it must be preserved. President Andrew Jackson said this. And you think I know when he was president? I mean, you should. It's kind of a big deal. Uh, 1820. You know what I'm going to give it to you? Because it happened in 1830. That's 10 years. I'm going to give it to you. All right. All right. Next one. Mm-hmm. See if you can get half of these again. Last question in round mm-hmm. three. Here's to 1942. Here's to a year of toil, a year of struggle and peril, and a long step forward towards victory. May we all come through safe and with honor. Winston Churchill said this for a New Year's toast. There's no way that was in 1940s. Yeah, it was in 1942. That was right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. 
I just I assumed okay. It also starts with here it's nineteen forty two. Yeah, and that's where I got that from. And then I was like, all right, when was Winston Churchill in power? And Winston Churchill was in uh his Prime Minister power during the King George reign, which ended in the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, and that was around the time of what, what was it, World War Two? Yeah. Because World War One was in the twenties? No. Teens. It was in the teens? Yeah, fourteen to eighteen. Okay. All right, man. Last round. You're you're batting you're batting five hundred, which is fucking great in baseball. Yep. Round four is Euro Trip. I've Fam- seen that movie. Famous European toast. It's got Michelle Trachtenberg in it. Harriet the Spy. Yeah. I'm gonna do a toast. You're gonna tell me which European country this comes from. Okay. I'm doing the, all the toasts in English, by the way, so that I don't butcher everybody's natural language. So they're all in England. The sure. UK. When one is sober, bad can appeal. When one has taken a drink, one knows what is real. British Commonwealth. No. I'm not wrong, though. Everything over there is British Commonwealth. No. Maybe at the time of it. No, this is a German toast. Okay, go ahead. They're the one country that was not British Commonwealth. <laughs> All right. Friends may come, friends may go, friends may peter out. Oh, you know, but we'll be friends through thick and thin so long as this bar doesn't run out of gin. Gin. Mm-hmm. Beef eaters gin. Ooh, beef eaters gin. I'm going to say uh, the, you know, Britain. English, yes. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Beef eaters gin, yeah. All right. Three more. Okay. May we suffer as much sorrow as the drops of wine we are about to leave in our glasses. France. Russia. Ooh. That wouldn't have guessed wine. They, they drink a lot of wine, especially pre-communism. Okay. May good fortune follow you for all of your days and never catch up to you. Hmm. You said it was European. Yep. Irish. It's yes. Ireland. Yeah. It is Irish. I was just going by, like, how you said it. Like, just not how you said it, but, like, the wording. I was hoping for that. I was hoping you were going to get that one. Yeah. All right. Last one. And, like, so you're 500. This is going to prove whether or not you do pass or fail here. You put too much pressure on it now. Are you ready? Yeah. Cinnamon, eggs, bread, syrup. French. Yep. French toast. <laughs> did I do that whole thing to make a French toast joke? Yes, I fucking did. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. So that was tea, man. You won, the, you won the fucking game. Better than <sighs> How did you guys out there do? Call us, let us know. Call the score line 765-242-5978. Or email us at draftq at gmail.com. I'm curious. I want to know how people did on this one. So like please let us know. Because I genuinely want to know how people did. Bill from Indy. Barry. Barry. Dave. Abigail. Alligator. Alligator doesn't listen. Zach. Oh, yeah, Zach. So to talk more about fantasy football, since we brought up Zach and we haven't talked about the championships, and I ended up in the championship game. Congrats, bud. Which Zach didn't. Ah. Um, he uh, ended up in the uh, third place game. I don't remember if he finished third or fourth. I'll have to look it up. But the guy that I played uh, beat the shit out of me. And um, I had one shot for Monday Night Football with Josh Allen and Gabe Davis to kind of bring it home for me. And they would have had to have scored collectively like 70 points, which isn't unheard of for Josh Allen to have a 500-yard game. Nope. I mean, it was a long shot, but 
it is what it is. He still had uh, Knox, the tight end for mm-hmm. uh, Buffalo in there. But anyways, unfortunately, NFL star uh, DeMar Hamlin um, went into cardiac arrest because of a hit he just took at the right time, at the right point. Yep. And it, it was really sad what happened. But good news is CNN updated 13 minutes ago that he was released from the hospital and he yep. was breathing on his own Saturday. And we're super glad that he made a recovery. Um, that could have been way worse. And I'm not mad at all about losing, you know, because at the end of the day, a man's life is more important than some game. Yep. But the NFL came up with a lot of weird rules for like in the case of like this team finishing this way and that they might have to play at a neutral site in order to determine who the AFC uh, number one seed is. Yeah. So, yeah, I just figured I'd give an update since you mentioned Zach. Yeah, I I was kind of wondering where, where that ended. So I I'm finished glad. second. But Good closure. Yeah. I like that. I'm all right with second place, though. Yeah. I mean, if you ain't first, you're last. That's not true. You could be second, you could be third. Hell, you could even be fourth. That's true. Let's go Let's go get thrown out of an Applebee's. As long as I don't put onions on my damn bourbon steak, I'm good. <laughs> All right, well. And that turned into a tea for Tally, Nights. Tea for Tally Nights. <laughs> All right, so. All right, so now we're at why, and why is always for you. That's right. And we're going to answer a question given to us by... Mikey G, good. All right. He's back, new year, new him. Are you ready? Yep. What up, smooth squirrel? World of awesomeness. This is uh, Micah G. And uh, so I'm calling today. I got a question here. I wonder what the the protocol is on telling someone you work with that they uh, smell like a can of Tiger Bomb and Biofreeze. There's this old guy walks around here with a limp. Probably because of a bad knee or a short leg or something. I don't know. Either way, he's always in my fucking way. And I find myself repeating what I say to him like over and over because I'm sure he's fucking hard of hearing. So while, you know, having a vividly less than spectacular conversation about how the world is on fire and all the young people are using gasoline instead of water to put it out, uh, I'm honestly just like, Please shut the fuck up, man, because first of all, like, I'm not his psychologist, right? And I don't want to hear your grim thoughts on how the world is and how its generation is useless and full of fucking fruits and pansies. Also, secondly, I don't enjoy the dude's dragon breath, like, in my face, since he obviously feels like it's constantly necessary to be, like, fucking inches away from me to have a conversation. Um, So... Yeah, what's the protocol? I guess, like, what do you do? How do you tell somebody? To, to, there's, there's, so, there's so much going on, right? I mean, it, is it okay for me to fucking shortchange his life force? I, I mean, I, honestly, I can't take much more of this man's bowl of curdled milk and orange juice flavored humor. It It's getting to me and making me cringe. So you just kind of throw me some suggestions here on what to do. I'm over this dude's shit. So, uh... Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys. Late. All right. Good old milk and orange juice. Ugh. Yeah, that paints a picture. Yeah. He's a he's a real word artist. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Tiger Bomb. 
No. Stuff works. All right. So if I'm getting this, he's basically like, how do you deal with a problem coworker? Uh, well, hmm. Okay, so I think the best way to deal with a problem coworker is to put as much distance as you can. And also, if they're close talkers, you just tell people that you don't like people in your space. Like, well, it's a little too close. I'm, I, I got an issue with people like that are too close. You know, that's what I would do. Okay, that's a smooth suggestion. Let's do this. Let's break it down. Let's do our smooth suggestions. I'm gonna hit what I can remember from his voicemail. Okay, and I'm gonna give you each of the things he brought out. You tell me. The smoothest way to deal with this. Okay. One. Smells funny from Tiger Bomb. I have a hyperactive sense of smell and I can smell your Tiger Bomb. Is that what That's you tell not me? Smooth. That's not um, smooth. You just, uh, I don't know. You use the space thing. You definitely say, hey, I don't like people too close. I mean, it doesn't really help, but it can at least, you know, just kind of like back away a little bit and be like, yeah. So, I have, I have, uh, Space issues. Second, Always bring it back to yourself. Second, him being in his way because he's so slow and, and Mikey G didn't get somewhere. You can't just go around in this situation? I feel like you could just go around. Yeah, I think that's the best way to handle that. Uh, Talking too close. Talk, it's the space thing space. again. Like You gotta bring it back Personal around space. to that. Always uh, bring it back to yourself. Like, I'm the fucking problem. The dragon breath. Same thing there. Just space. So yeah. you're saying space. Yeah, just space, man. Like, when it all boils down to it, Mikey G, you need to bring it back on yourself for not liking people in your bubble. Maybe use one of those phobias that we talked about at the beginning. In the middle, yes. Yeah. Okay, it was in the middle, yeah. Maybe it was A. Towards the beginning of Drafty. So that, in right the, in the, the fucking middle. Yeah. I know. Okay. Uh, the opinions of this generation sucks. Well, I mean, you're going to deal with that from people that are older. And as I'm getting older, I also <laughs> think that a little bit at times. But I really think you need to kind of check that a little bit and let people know that, especially older people, that, you know, times are changing. Times are always changing and that everyone has the right to, you know, have their feelings because at one point in time, that person had their feelings and the older generation before them didn't agree with them. All right. So I'm going to do the squirrel version, which I don't think is probably going to be as effective. As I like it. Okay. The weird smells. Never an issue because squirrels don't have a sense of smell. The slowness. Just either one, leapfrog over him, tell him you're playing trouble and he has to go back to the beginning, or use a blue turtle shell and just chuck it at him. You could also pants them. Yeah. Instead of de-pantsing, which is a throwback. Good at Episode six. Uh, what, what else was there? The thing, the closeness. Uh, I always carry around... Uh, one of those collapsible nightsticks mm-hmm. that extends to three feet. Mm-hmm. And if somebody gets too close, I just whip it out. And I'm like, nope, see, this is, we got a COVID problem still. This pandemic isn't over. That's good. Uh, dragon breath, also not an issue because squirrels don't have a sense of smell. But I always carry mints in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And I feel like putting a mint in my mouth and then saying, do they also want one? 
is a crafty and inoffensive way to correct someone's bad breath. Solid. I like that. That's smooth. Is that smooth? I thought it was squirrely. Smooth squirrel. I'm a smooth squirrel, I guess. I've been hanging out with you so much, man. You're rubbing off on me. Literally. I've been like bikini waxed. Uh, I'm not doing that. Brazilian. Nope. Uh, What was the other thing? Uh, Oh, opinions. Yeah. Just, I, I agree with you. I think I would do it the same way. Or, like, agree with him in the, like, most batshit way possible. Be like, man, yeah, you're right. These young people today do suck What with, you know, the internet and, you know, electric cars. And, like, just all the good things that are happening because people are getting better. Like, mm-hmm. times are always changing. You're not wrong. And usually for the better. Because that's how it works. Because it's like what the most people want. And then that's usually how it goes. So you gotta change or die. Like. You're either the meteor or the dinosaur. Every squirrel's gotta get his nut. Yeah. I agree. Every squirrel's gotta get his nut. So you gotta protect him. Yeah. But we're not there yet. No, we're not. All right, so I think that's a solid uh I hope that up. helps, Mikey G. Yeah. So, check, please. All right, man. What did we learn today? We learned that Carl's Jr. and Hardy's are and aren't the same. Uh, we also learned that Dave's Hot Chicken it might be in Indianapolis. So, we're going to definitely check that out and get back to you. Uh, we learned about all kinds of cool keto snack foods, and we reviewed them. Uh, we both decided that these everything chips were awesome. I liked the granola bar a little better, and the eggs were good. The almond flour thing was passable. Hey, we learned about, oh, phobias and, ah, real monsters. Uh, for F, we learned that, uh, sometimes it's okay to admit you were wrong. And in fact, I would say most times. T, we played it. Beautiful game teaching us how to properly raise our glass at a party and why? Why? Because we are squashing interpersonal coworker beefs. If you want to call, comment, question, whatever, call a squirrel line 765-242-5978. Or email us at draftyq or well, not at, but draftyq at gmail.com. And uh, so that's the show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We'll see you next week with a lot of nostalgia. Uh, Protect your nuts.